We're live. Yay. Yeah. Nice. We've done it. Yep. Welcome back, John. I was gone. Yeah. You were. Yeah, you missed last week. Right. Okay. I was like, I thought I was here last week for some reason. The surgery. <laughs> I mean, if you're not on the show, do you even exist? I wonder sometimes. Th- yep. <laughs> Do we even exist when we're not on the show? Or no. do we only exist within the podcast? Yeah. I, I believe. We get we get to come out of the the void once a once a week for an hour or two. Yeah. Uh you said before the show, um Reese is doing that, good. Yeah. Reese is doing good. Glad yeah. to hear it. There's, there's, there's the follow up because we did mention that's why you were gone last yeah. week. I that was so I've been so out of it this past week. I forgot I missed last week. I legit thought I was on. It's I, okay. I, I am so tired. Um. Well, uh, Paul, what have you been up to in the last week besides besides getting sick? Nothing. I want to know without. Getting into any detail, what did you think of the Joker? Is this something I should go see? Because I think a lot of people... Okay, here's where I'm coming from. I've heard of a lot of people talk about it, like, non-spoilery. And I think a but lot of people... you my opinion the most? Were That's the ex- one you value the most? Sure. Um, but I think a lot of people <laughs> were going into this movie expecting maybe something like The Dark Knight or another comic movie, when I think this is more of a character movie, right? Like, that really... Yeah, there's a lot of people except saying that this the, movie's like, shit, but I don't think... the last quarter of it, okay. where Batman and Superman come down, and yeah. they all fight each other for, like, an hour. I knew it. I um, knew it. And, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. then, and Superman's there, and he's he's more muscular than ever, and the Joker's like, haha, you're on my side now, Superman, <laughs> and then he has to fight Batman. Oh, that's how um, it ties in. Yeah, it's like it's like an hour and a half of him becoming the Joker and it's it's dark and moody. Yeah. And then Superman Kool-Aid man's through the wall <laughs> and and kisses the Joker right on the mouth. Oh, cause man, because they're, they're best friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of people have been giving this that I saw, like on forums and stuff, some bad reviews, but I think they were expecting a comic movie and. I don't know what type of person goes to like who sees anything about this and thinks it's a comic book movie in the way we know them. But apparently some people did (laughs) and they were disappointed. (laughs) So. Well, let me let me let me comment on that. I got two things to say. First thing I got to say is Tim Rogers over at Kotaku put out a great video about the Joker movie before it came out. Very funny. Highly recommend it. There's just a. If you have 13 minutes of free time, I would recommend checking out that YouTube video. It's very funny. Okay, I don't. Go on. Second thing. Hmm? um, Enjoyed is a strong word. Yeah, I heard it's very dark. Um, It's it is very dark. It's it's brutal. Like, it's just a sad movie that gets like extremely violent at times. Um, I can what I can say is. I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. I don't think I ever want to watch it again. Okay. Uh, and, and this is similar to how I think of like the girl with the dragon tattoo. I'm glad I own that, that Blu-ray on my shelf. Yeah. I'm never going to put it in. 
That's like, me. I am never in the mood for it's like, hey, who wants to sit down for two hours and feel really bad and uncomfortable about themselves? That's how I feel about I'm Requiem just never for in a that Dream. Mood. Where, like, do I want to watch people deconstruct for two hours? <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, I, I think Walking Phoenix has a great performance. I love the cinematography. Like, I, I think it is a quality movie. Uh-huh. I'm just not going to want to see it again because I'm never going to be in a mood to just get really bummed out and just feel bad. Sure. Uh-huh. That's basically where I'm where I'm at with it. Okay. Cool. Until that last part when when Superman kisses him right on the mouth in yeah. the after credit scene. Um sounds like a good and scene. And then and then he grows a third arm kind of like when Spider-Man was a he grew like a, a couple other arms and he was like a Spider-Man. Man Spider is the actual name for that one. Yeah. Yeah, man. Man Spider. <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah. So stick around for after the credits because you don't want to miss that part. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> John, have you done anything interesting this week? Nope. We're getting our deck replaced outside. With all the snow, right? You got a huge dump of snow? Yeah, we got another huge dump of snow. It's it's going away already, too. So I'd say yeah. by tomorrow, it'll probably be gone. Yep. But yeah, we're getting the, I'm in this, the patio. I'm in this weird hell right now. With You're in the so, area with the, the power flashes, aren't you? Or the power shutdown? Yeah, yeah. let me... Oh, is that something I was about to talk? Let me tell you all about PG&E. Yeah. Uh, PG&E is the company that supplies is like my utilities company it's it's where i pay for power and stuff it's they do it for the whole bay area there's Mm -hmm. no one else you you do pg and e or you don't get power they do like most of norcal right if not all of it just in general i think they do all of it i don't know of another one i think they do Granted, i haven't looked into it but i've never heard of another one Uh um and you would think around these times people would say go use this other company yeah um they're also you you might you also know them as the company that started those two massive fires up here last year that ruined people's lives slash killed a bunch of people because they were massive, massive fires. That's from the turbines overheating, right? The, that's, uh, it's also PG&E. That's them again. No, <laughs> but I mean, like, that's their they're like wind turbines. Oh, I don't, I don't know exactly specifically what happened with them. I just knew is their stuff. So it could yeah. have been their turbines. I, I didn't look into it too much. Uh huh. Um, but that's when they like filed for bankruptcy because it yeah. was, like ruined them. But they're still here yeah. somehow because there's no one else, I guess. Um, which I guess that means they can do whatever they want. And they've yeah. chosen to. Yeah. Specifically, I guess there was like a report that it was going to get really windy around here. Yeah. Spoiler. It's not. But I guess <laughs> they heard it was going to get real windy. Uh-huh. And they they were they weren't confident that they weren't going to start another massive fire. Yeah. So their answer to that was they would shut down power to 800,000 people in the Bay Area because they thought they were about to start a fire because it was going to get windy. Yep. Um, so and this like this started like three weeks ago. I got like a letter three weeks ago saying, hey, on this date, <clears throat> we're going to shut off your power from like 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Yeah. OK, well, you know, it's during the workday. I'm not even going to be there. We'll plan around it. We'll figure it out. We won't open up the fridge. Right. OK. Yeah. I come home that day. My roommate's like who works like odd hours. So she was kind of home during the day. She she goes, the power didn't go out. OK, cool. We get a letter the following day saying, hey, we've postponed it to October 9th, which is yesterday. Yeah. 
Okay, well, we'll work around it again. We'll make sure not to open the fridge, blah, 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 eight to four. I'm on my way home yesterday. And this is actually when you messaged me, Paul. I'm on my way home and my roommate says, oh, hey, they, they postponed it to 8 p.m. tonight. Great. What? Ah. Uh-huh. Okay, so like that whole <laughs> night, I'm like, okay, got to make sure I eat before eight. Make sure I get everything I need done before eight. Eight's rolling up. I'm like, I don't want to start a game. I don't want to start a movie because it's just going to like cut out. I don't want my be halfway through a game and it, the power just to go and, and maybe do something like that. Nothing happens. It doesn't go out. I guess it went out for other people. People were so sure it was going to go out. Again, I, I figured it as well. I, I've received two letters now saying they're going to cut my power. The uh, University of California, Berkeley in this here in town canceled classes yesterday because they were told there's not going to be any power, so we won't hold classes. The power did not go out. It went out for some people, I understand. I guess I was outside that zone. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know. And they're saying, they're saying that the power might be out for those people for like three days. Yeah. Could what, can you imagine three days of no power? Your you just, your fridge doesn't work for three days. Yeah. I was st- somebody was telling me that this the last time this happened they were without power for over five. It's like oh okay so your company's just terrible. Gotcha. Yeah. <clears throat> And their response is like, well, we're going to open a bunch of like community centers, you know, one per town uh-huh. You can come down. You can get some water. We'll also have a hundred chairs. A hundred chairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What a shit show. It's insane. So, yeah, someone in the chat mentions I'm just waiting for Sean's power to go out at any moment now. I mean, maybe I live in a constant state of like. Of fear about whether know, or not my power will be just able to go eat. Out. Yeah. <laughs> what a mess. And what sucks is like, I guess they can just do whatever they want and people will just put up with it. Yeah, they're technically, yep. they have a uh, monopoly apparently. Yeah, like, I don't know. Another person in chat says uh, they can, uh, I guess, believe it. I live in Houston. Welcome to the land of hurricanes and tornadoes. Hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I guess I, I'm overly complaining about it cause I, I don't deal with this very often, but like, geez, man, at least with those, it's the earth writing the wrong that humanity has done by sending a tornado <laughs> at you. This is just PG and E being like, we're so incompetent at not starting fires yeah. that we're just going to shut down everyone's power. And it to sucks make sure too. we can't start a fire. It sucks too because, like, well, we promise yeah. you, we'll start a fire. Their Hold reasoning. Me back. Hold me back. Their reasoning is so good too because it's like, oh, you just want us to keep the power on. Well, then you're gonna burn down a city. How do you feel about that? It's like, oh, well, when you put it that way, I guess. It's like, why don't you guys get some real infrastructure for your shit? What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the ultimatum they give us is like, <laughs> excuse me, what? Yeah. <laughs> What's my other option? Yeah. Oh, you burned down half of San Francisco. Like, well. San Francisco is I... not getting affected. None of the oh, power good. of San Francisco is going out. <laughs> it's and, just your area. Like, which also seems weird. I saw I saw a weird map, and this might just be like, I don't know, but it was like, look at the areas not affected, and it's like wherever every major, like, website silicon valley thing is like yeah nowhere around tesla is getting affected nowhere around uber and lyft are getting affected 
Facebook's not getting affected. And I'm sure it's just like, could, like, could you imagine if a major city like San Francisco was getting hit like it is everywhere else in the Bay Area? Like, yeah, that would be insane. So much money would be lost, I'm assuming. Yeah, they're probably like uh, Facebook. We need to shut down power for a day. <clears throat> and Facebook's like, no, you're not going to do that. They're like, OK, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no like yes sir yeah I'll see, I'll see myself out everybody has a boss <laughs> yeah exactly right mm. uh it's like yeah at facebook's like no i'm I'll, i will phone your mother <laughs> and the person's like if we're gonna phone my mother and then their mother phones them i'm like mom what turn on How'd the power sweetie mom? yeah yeah <laughs> are you bugging facebook again <laughs> Some very scary men at the door here. <laughs> oh, Facebook. Anyway, that's my life. And this is the top down perspective for October 10th. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. Uh, John, we haven't heard from you for a bit. <laughs> so why don't you tell us what you've been playing? Uh, same mobile stuff as usual. So, uh, much there but i have been playing a couple games on my switch hey did actually real quick did either of you check out that google play pass the what oh no no i didn't okay i just haven't heard a peep about it so i'm kind of just curious what happened Hmm. anyway uh let's see where i left off uh the game clearing game p which was uh prince of persia so i beat the original prince of persia Nice. Or rather, the Sega CD version of the original Prince of Persia, because it's got some good voice acting. Uh, so I beat that, and then this week's game clearing, we started Quake, the original Quake. Okay. Which, uh, that game's alright. Plays fine. It's kind of boring. And the Nine Inch Nails soundtrack yeah. is not as exciting as I expected it to be. Yeah. It's a huh. little toned down. Okay. Yeah. But it's alright. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. We're doing a Quake 3 Arena tomorrow on stream. So nice. uh, that's fun. Dragonfire set up a, a server for us, so we're gonna do that for subs. Nice. Uh, I have been playing Ukulele and the Impossible Layer, which came out Tuesday. So okay, so all right. This is the uh, Donkey Kong Country stylized game from the creators of Donkey Kong Country. Are you a ukulele fan? No, I actually never played the first game at all. Okay, yeah, I wasn't huge on it. Yeah, so uh, this game semi-assumes you played the first because it'll make references to the first one, but they also seem to assume you probably wouldn't have, and they kind of explain everyone over again. Okay, I mean, that's probably for the best. Yeah. yeah. You know, new game. There are there are references to like, oh yeah, this is where your, your adventure started in the first game. Like, oh, well, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> and it's a side-scroller now, right? Yeah, it, it is a 2D side-scroller a la Donkey Kong Country. And honestly, it's pretty good. Cool. It's okay. the, the controls aren't as uh, as like precise as uh, Donkey Kong Country's was. It's a little a slower, a little looser, but it handles pretty good. It's got all the hidden secrets you'd expect. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. Does it make you want to go back and play the first one? <laughs> a little, which I believe is on Game Pass now. I already have it. it. Just I already have it on my Game Switch Pass. anyway. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Ooh. no, it, uh, so the stages are very Donkey Kong Country-esque 2D platformer. You can, like, roll and jump in midair. You can, uh, extend your jump. 
You have you can take a hit when your partner's with you. A couple small changes from Donkey Kong Country, which I like. There are more checkpoints, but you can turn them off and set it to just one if you want to get like double the uh, the currency for unlocks. Or you can add more. Okay, kind of, if kind you of really like want. in the in like Runner Three, where you could jump over the checkpoint if you don't want to use it. Sorta. Um, the way this game works is you find these things called tonics because Playtonic Games made it. And the tonics are modifiers for the game. So you can do things like, oh, you've got a big head now. Oh, it's it looks like a Game Boy game. Uh, it's four by three. Just all like these weird modifiers. And you can change things about the game. Like, oh, now it's easier because uh, you won't lose your partner as easily. Uh, things like that. Uh, you like you'll have more checkpoints, or you can like take away checkpoints and uh, affect how much currency you get during the stage because of it, which is kind of neat. Uh, stages are definitely longer than Donkey Kong Country stages. I'll tell you that much. They they feel a bit longer in this, but there's about forty to fifty stages in there, which is pretty hefty too. It's not bad. It's only about thirty forty bucks. I actually already saw it on sale. Uh, you can get a Switch copy at least in the states. For like thirty three bucks. Yep, Amazon has it for yeah thirty four bucks. It was forty yeah, full price, it. so it's not yeah. a big discount, but it's still on sale. Mm. Uh, I do I do recommend it if you like Donkey Kong Country. Uh, another thing that kind of differentiates it is uh, if you take a hit, you lose your partner, but he flies around for a bit, or they fly around a bit, and if you catch them in time, you actually keep them. So basically, okay. you like they'll fly around sporadically, and they're like a little hard to track, like to catch. But if you can catch them, like it's as if nothing happened. So, uh, but usually when you lose them, you lose them in like a, a group of spikes. So it's a risk reward because obviously if you touch the spikes this while trying to get it, you die. Talking about? Hmm. The, is this, we're talking about the bat. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's like a like when you get hit with Yoshi. Sorta, except after like let's say five seconds, uh, they leave. So you have okay. you basically have five seconds to catch them while they're panicking and, and you regain your free hit. Otherwise, you have to wait till you find the next bell to resummon them. Oh, and Laylee is a girl. Okay, like I said, never played the first one. <laughs> Which one's Laylee? That's the bat. I don't know. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, also, the overworld itself has a bunch of puzzles. It's not like just move to next stage. There's like a bunch. You can move stuff around. You can uh, solve puzzles to find more playtonics. Uh, you can like, like, uh, blow up stuff. You can just change the stage. You can find secret zones and stuff like that. It's like a, a want top down wandering platformer game too, on top of the actual stages. I like it. So like the original ukulele ish, but like or top do down like, or do you mean like totally top down? Totally top down. Oh, okay. So, uh, I am enjoying it. Uh, like I said, if you like Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong country, I do recommend checking it out. Cool. Have these two, I guess three, you know, two characters ever met Shovel Knight in a game? Is there a game where they're yeah, the first all one. in it? Shovel Knight's in the first one? Yes. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I was like, for some reason, I feel like Shovel Knight has appeared with these characters. Yep. Much like every video game character. Yep. Uh, Everyone knows Shovel Knight. All right. Yeah. Uh, other than that, the only other game I played was last night on stream. Like, we started playing Dragon's Crown pro for online okay uh, nice and then after we unlock the online because for some reason you had to play like four hours of the game to unlock the online multiplayer oh my god okay it's it's really stupid uh i decided to try out that new contra game contra rogue corpse <laughs> yes how is it blazing chrome it's oh, awful okay. it's a piece of shit fuck <laughs> okay it's real bad great um <laughs> 
So it tries to be edgy, which I mean that's hit or miss. Oh, no. Like it, you know, everyone everyone swears, everyone's like "fuck you" and like "oh, I, like that fucking piece of shit enemy." Sure. Uh, <laughs> okay. But it's also like, uh, God, what do I compare it to? It's like a top down ish, uh, twin stick shooter. Uh huh. The camera moves around a lot, so it's not always top down, but like it might be three quarters. It might be directly behind you, and you move your cursor on the screen to shoot in front of you. Okay. Uh, okay. There's next to no music, which is weird. What? Okay. The The music is mixed really weird, and it barely shows up. It's almost like half its atmospheric, oh, so it's and then every quiet. now and then you'll just hear like a blaring remix of like the Contra theme. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, it just sounds like a bug. No, no, that's not a bug. Um, <laughs> Working as intended. So the big deal about this game is that this is an up to four player like group. Uh, yeah. I, I want to say dun- I'll use dungeon crawler because honestly, that's the design they were going for. You can tell. Uh, yeah, there's a looting this is system. Why I was excited. There's a looting system in the game. There's four different characters. <laughs> uh, there's Kaiser. There's Miss Harikiri. There's. Uh, I think Hungry Boy was the name of the giant panda or something like that. Oh my god, that's the best name. And and the gentleman, which is like a gentlemanly alien. Um, Your guns cool have to cool down. So uh, you you fire for a while, and then you have to wait for your heat meter to cool down before you can shoot again. So attacking, you just can't go aggressively like you would in say Contra. Say yeah, I was gonna say you mean in Contra. Okay. You start with two weapons. You get uh, everyone gets a standard machine gun, and then each character has their own specific starting gun. You can buy other guns when you earn currency playing through the other stages. Okay. I beat the first stage and did not have any money to get any new weapons. Uh, you can also craft them, and you can add upgrades to your weapons. Like okay, now uh, the cooldown rate is faster. Uh, now it has like a higher crit rate and etc. You have a a dodge move, which is the only thing you have that's like a melee move, but it doesn't really do damage. It just shoves enemies out of your way, and it has a bit of a cooldown as well. But you have to melee, you have to do that to some enemies to stun them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Items are random drops, and they go on a loot scale from from normal or common to, to epic and legendary. There's two different types of currencies. I never even got the second currency in the other stage, in the one stage I played. Uh, Every stage is timed. There is no way to pause. Even in single player, it treats it as if you're playing online multiplayer. You cannot pause. You can go to your menu to, like, change your character, but the timer keeps running. Great. Okay. It, for some reason on the Switch, looks even worse than I remember it seeing. Like, everything looks blurry, for lack of a better term. Like uh, some people in my chat were saying, this is a great Wii game, and it, honestly, it looked as blurry as Wii games did. Apparently, it is locked to thirty FPS on PC as well. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yep, that's a lot of people are pretty mad about this. So. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, like I, I played through one state, the first stage. It wasn't fun. I really didn't. The only reason I would want to keep playing it is just to see how bad it gets. Because apparently I missed, like, someone showed me a video of, like, things getting way worse in the game, and I just didn't get to it. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. It also has uh, an eight-player multiplayer mode for online. It's like a weird uh, soccer-type game 
where you have to shoot enemies into your opponent's goal. Fuck, that sounds fun, though. I know, Damn. but, like, no one's playing it. The game's been out for I, two weeks. Yeah, you can play with the other seven people who haven't refunded it yet. Exactly. Round up, round them up. Yeah, no, uh, was very unimpressed. It is, it is very mm-hmm. uncontra, and it Damn. really just didn't feel fun. Like, it's very slow-paced. And then there's like weird things like, oh, here's a collectible you should pick up. But by the way, it's timed and there's 15 of them in the stage. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Okay. It's literally like you get into an area and item spawns and either you can see it because it's like in front of you or you see an arrow pop up on screen and you hear like a beeping and you need to get there in time before it disappears. But then like there's traps in front of it and the camera will change randomly. So in this case, the camera was behind me. Then suddenly it got turned to like a 2d like side scrolling view and then mm-hmm. by the time i tried to make it actually over to the item i like i missed a jump and then it disappeared but i don't know if i needed all 15 for anything because like it ranked me on getting 14 of them and it still gave me an s rank because <laughs> of course everything's ranked your characters level up your weapons level up you do yeah. surgeries to upgrade your characters. You can replace like their body parts with other body parts, but it's all like it's not cosmetic. I mean, that's that's just real life. It's yep. it's not cosmetic though. It's just like all right. Well, now you've got special eyes, or you've got a special heart, <laughs> which has like extra stat boosts. But uh, the doctor can randomly fail it, and then you lose the part. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, real life, man. Oh my god. <laughs> There's three different doctors you can go to. One is free, who has like a fifty fifty chance of succeeding. The next one is like you don't want to go to the free doctor and get your eyes <laughs> upgraded. It's yeah, it's weird, P- dude. Public service announcement: Don't go to the free alley doctor and ask for new eyes. This thing is fifty dollars. <laughs> wow. It, right. Yeah, it's it's expensive. Uh, it's like it's like forty fifty bucks. Yeah. Uh, go buy ukulele instead. <laughs> impossible air because this was no well if people are looking for a contra should they go play blazing chrome yes yeah yep that's contra because that was like a that's a recent ironically i remember complaining about that being too expensive when that came out and now thanks to this i'm like no actually that was (laughs) never mind they made the right choice i'm so sorry for the the quality yeah man don't play contra road core it's bad it's got like right. a 38 on Metacritic right now for the Switch version. It's actually impressive how bad it's doing. <laughs> Great. And it's got DLC. Hell yeah. All cosmetic. Great. Yep. That's all I've been playing. All right. Uh, Paul, why don't you continue? Yeah. Uh, just quick updates. Destiny 2 is still fucking great. I'm having a great time. Except now I'm waiting for my silly friends to catch up in light level so we can do some stuff together because they're on different what schedules than me. Oh, I'm waiting at 876, I think. Wow. Okay. And so I What have you been primarily playing? Like just Shadow Keep stuff? Uh only Shadow Keep stuff, yeah, because I did the other stuff already. Primarily. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was just wondering if Shadow Keep <clears throat> alone was bumping you up. Because that's over like a hundred light level from what you started. So Yeah uh it bumps you up a lot for sure um and i finished creature in the well as the second part of the update here i guess uh yeah that so i hundred percented it i found everything in that game 
And oh wow, I did not. I missed like like two things. There's there's one um like challenge room. Uh-huh. It's it's in like the second or I don't want to talk last. about it. I know which one you're talking about where it resets if you miss on hitting Yeah, the it's thing. like a timed one or something. Okay, I'm so angry. I I was on there for an hour. I was freaking out. Like I was so angry. And the rest of the game was easy after that. Like that was the hardest thing in that game for me. Like the ball starts going faster and faster. And if it hits one of these like two yep. things. Yeah, that one I could not do. There was another one, but I cannot remember because I did not spend as much time with it. There's another but that one. I remember there's another kind of timed one where they're in four corners instead. And you're expected to kind of bounce them between each other twice. That one was pretty rough, too, but that wasn't nearly as bad as the one you're talking. Maybe about. that sounds that sounds familiar as well. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember there being two that I just <laughs> did not get done. Um, did you get the anyway, helmet? Good all the way through. Helmet. There's a helmet. No, okay. no helmet. The helmet's dope. Say. What does the helmet do? It gives you that line to show you where you're going to shoot no matter what uh, weapon or whatever you have. Oh, yeah. No, I did not get the helmet. Yeah. So that was cool. And then like the uh, ending. The lore in that game seems like strangely really good for how little yeah. you explore it <laughs> in that game. Like, I hope they do more do, in that world. There's some cool world building in for sure. And then I really, really like that when you're done at the very end, it brings you back to the title screen, but the storm's gone and you can see this beautiful landscape is like, that's just nice. I like that. Yep. That game's really good. I saw a lot of people don't like it <laughs> online. It's getting pretty bad ish reviews, which I don't yeah. understand myself I, again. And I, I think that might be because I think like the first hour or two is its worst because it's hard. And they ask some of like the most precise like shots you have to make in like the main run are in like that first dungeon. So I feel like that can turn a lot of people off for sure, because once you get like one or two more weapons, it changes a lot easier and and you kind of get in a good flow with things. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm going to skip this next one because it'll transition to you. I played John Wick Hex and I don't know about that game. It's in one oh, hand man. pretty good, but in another hand, just like almost like a kid's college project that kind of blows as well. Uh, there's something about everything about it seems a little bit off. So what John Wick X is, it's a fast paced uh, tactics game and everything's done in a hex grid, like your movement and like how you like see enemies and like shoot at them and whatnot. Uh, the world is based uh, on a hex grid. You play John Wick, and every turn you have is about five seconds real time. And in that time, other enemies can do other things. So, like, taking a few steps uh, might take you, like, one of those five seconds, and then another enemy will also be walking, like, a few steps. And then if you see that enemy, you can take another two seconds on, like, in that five-second time limit for that turn to like aim and shoot at the enemy and that'll take up the rest of the turn because uh, John Wick for some reason shoots slowly in this game but I'm sure that's because it's a video game and they can't just make you a god like you, you still have to be able to aim and shoot properly or whatever and then like the other enemy will see you and then he's a little slower so as long as you get your shot off you'll be fine and you'll be you double tap every time because you're John fucking Wick and you don't take one shot. You shoot twice every time you shoot. Um, and like it's really cool. Uh, be, there's two difficulties. 
you can play the main difficulty where that five second time is um free like you can take as much time as you want to like decide what you want to do and then kind of lock it in but the difficulty i wanted to play on was the expedited difficulty which that five seconds is always ticking down so you have to make decisions as you go and so in real time it's not turn-based right it's turn-based but like after five seconds is up your turn is just forfeit basically and then you have to then you can take your next one so like okay. you just have five seconds to make every decision. And I kind of like that better, too, because I think what that does is it forces you to kind of play like you are John Wick going through like this back alley of dudes just showing up out of nowhere and having to make a decision right away on how you take care but of it. But with none of the experience and history of being John Wick. Right, exactly. And unfortunately, maybe n- not the best UI to deal with it either. <laughs> Sometimes oh, okay. uh, there's weird like intricacies and you right click on i'm playing it on uh the epic store i think it's the only thing it's out on currently anyway i don't know how they would correct i don't know how they would map this to a controller but you right click to move and then you left click to do certain actions but to pick up a gun you have to right click to get to the gun and then left click to pick it up like it just seems like some of this stuff they may be could have made less intricate i think this is mike bithel really trying to like make it so that this time mechanic makes sense so like obviously it would take more time to move to a space and pick up a gun on the floor than just moving to the space if you already had a gun and not picking it up so i think he was really trying to like make that feel in there but the problem is is it feels shitty and i don't like it um if you're not worrying about that stuff and you're just like moving around the level and like it's fine it's janky as hell and it's hilarious because at the very end you can push a watch replay button which kind of like super hot will show like the real-time actions of you moving around and the enemies and that's stuff. cool i like when games do that <laughs> the problem is is that you look as a player you're an idiot so you make john wick look like an idiot by doing like these weird like loop-de-loops and stuff while you're trying to figure out what you're doing and it's really funny so i really like those i feel end like sequences. that's kind of not i don't want to say he looks like an idiot in the movies but there is just a lot of like oh he had to like roll into this guy and then they like r- kind of wrestled on the ground for a bit and then he just like spun around you know what i mean like there's definitely like a physicality and not a super smoothness to the fighting in that Th- game this and is that movie this is more that the video games look, uh, characters look stiff. So John Wick will be like facing one way and then instantly turn around like without like a turnaround animation that looks good and be facing the other way. Okay. He just looks like a weird robot that you're kind of dangling around. It's it's janky and dumb looking, but it's funny. So I like it, <laughs> if that makes sense. OK, like it's pretty funny. Um, I got to uh, the point where the game is very very punishing you only get two bandages to heal per stage unless you pick up more like along the way and i'm at the end of like a stage every stage is split up into a a number of kind of sections or whatever and um i'm at the end section of one of the stages so i am out of the two bandages i had to start with i didn't find any others in any of the other segments along the way and now i'm stuck at this boss fight where like a bunch of guys keep coming at me while i'm trying to take out an armored person and it's just like i don't know if i have the patience to deal with this but just 
based on the fact that like I can only take one hit and I'm going to at least take two. Like it's one of those things that I'm just kind of annoyed with right now. So you're gonna have to like restart the whole. I'm like, wondering five sections over. That's or? probably what I'm going to do anyways to just mm-hmm. see if I can like find more healing along the way. I just I'm not just a, optimize the run. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the fact that you have to do that or like that you have to do that. But I guess it is what it is. It's not a huge deal at the end. I just kind of wish there was like maybe one more healing item or something because you keep only two healing items for the whole stage, right? Like you don't get them at the beginning of each segment and you keep your health doesn't recharge you're stuck with like whatever health right. you had. So, well, so it sounds like it's a, it's a little roguelike where you a need to kind of like optimize the run and, and kind of get better. So you can go a little bit further each time. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest criticism I have with this game and the biggest problem I have with it is that it made me just want to play a better tactics game. Like it may, it actively okay. made me want to go back to Wargroove or like thinking about like, I didn't finish a bunch of stuff in XCOM. Like, <laughs> I was starting to think about like this feels like the tag I want. This makes me realize I like tactics games. I just want a better one of those <laughs> right now. And uh, that's kind of too bad because for what it's worth, it's kind of a neat game. Like the settings and stuff look neat. The setting I'm in currently, I, another thing I'm frustrated with is, of course, the part I'm stuck on right now has the worst music of the whole game so far. And it's the most boring looking. It's just like a gray ship, like a tanker ship. It's just boring looking. Why can't I get stuck in the cool looking club where there's like lights and like stuff going on and like good music? Like, of course, I would get stuck in the worst fucking level so far. But whatever. Uh, It's kind of I think what's annoying about it is that it's one of these games that like if a game's really good, you'll like it. If a game's really bad, you can find things to laugh about and kind of enjoy your time. If a game is just shy of being good, it's just frustrating. And I think that's where this game lies for me. It's just like this could be a little bit better and be great. But instead, it's kind of bad, but not like terrible. Does that make sense? Okay. No, that totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You you can kind of see what it could have been. So there's a, it's, it causes some, some friction it, and there's a frustration. It's a little frustrating. Yeah. Um, that's a bummer. I, I'm still definitely playing, yep. going to play it. I, I pre-ordered it, which I like never really do yeah. that in, far in advance, but Epic had that weird, we'll take $10 <laughs> off everything. So it's like for eight bucks. Yeah. I'll chance it. I like yep. Mike Bithel. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's also the thing I have to say is that I also did that. And for $8, I still think this is fine. $20 might be a bit much for me <laughs> for this, but... Um, right, that's what the full price... Yeah, because it was like it had like a 10% off yeah. like launch discount, and then it, there was the $10 off. Anything over 15 yeah. I was planning to play this, and then I was like, I really need to start our Patreon game. So I, <laughs> I ended up playing that in instead of this this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, another game I played that I was excited for and actually played through in one sitting was Valfaris. This is the, I don't know if it's necessarily the sequel, but the spiritual successor to Slain Back from Hell, where you are a metal dude with guns and a sword killing alien metal-y things on your home planet of Valfaris in bloody gory ways and then like headbanging to metal music when you kill a boss sort of thing. 
And it, yeah, it's basically Slain. I think Slain is better than this, but I still think this is very, very good. Uh, it plays more action-y than Slain does. Uh, like More like a more updated Castlevania rather than an older Castlevania is probably the way I would equate it. Uh, and I guess the th- main problem I had with this game is that it didn't recognize my gamepad properly, and that's a bummer. So I had to like go through the hassle of getting Joy to Key to work with it. And then when I got a gamepad working with it, it was totally fine. And apparently this is a problem a lot of people have been having where their gamepads just aren't being recognized. Uh, And the keyboard buttons are terrible. Like Q is shoot. W is like melee. Space is jump. Shift is like your special ability or something. Like it's just fucking terrible. (laughs) It's a real bad layout for controls you can change them in game the keyboard uh keys that you want but like there's no real good way to do it without a controller so if you're going to look into this game i highly suggest you get it on switch wait until it's on console which i think it's on next month or if you're gonna play it on pc get joy to key and just be ready to map it um not a whole lot to say about it that isn't just like Metal music is dope and killing things in gory ways with a flaming sword is dope and the boss fights are good. I guess the settings are really good. Lots of colorful stuff because uh, they go like a b- bunch of different ways. They have the weird gothic like tomb ish area. They have this like overgrown plant uh, alien plant life area. So everything's green and purple. They have this like kind of horror looking area where like everything is like purples and greens and like stuff that would be like a classic b horror look to it it's cool it's a cool game and uh if you like slain back from hell this is definitely something that should be on your radar um the last game i played neo cab and sean you as well have played neo cab you played more of it i played yeah i'm finished neo cab this is another apple arcade joint for me Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's always cool yeah I've been playing it on uh, PC. And so what NeoCab is, for anybody who might not be in the awares or been waiting for it, like Sean and I, I know we're since E3 or whatever, is it is a futuristic game where you basically play what's a futuristic Uber driver in a world where, uh, like, say, Google cars, for example, have taken over, like automated driving systems to drive people around. And you're kind of like, the lat a bastion of like the last uh, people that actually drive vehicles in this world that's completely automated, and you move from I can't remember the name Cactus Flats I think is the name of the city you grew up yeah. in. You move from a small town to like a big kind of Silicon Valley city. Yeah, to live with your old friend and roommate, and uh, you meet up with her, and then shit just goes down. And it's hard to talk about this game without getting into the story stuff, but. I guess I'll talk mechanically what it is, is a visual novel where you are driving people around. Uh, they get, you can choose your routes and your clients based on their rating and then get there's like a little picture and kind of a blurb and you get kind of an idea of what they might be about. So you make a decision if you're going to pick them up or not. You pick them up, you get paid that you get gas, which is energy in this because everything's electric. And um 
you yeah it's all like cyberpunky as well yeah it's basically um, a world building visual novel that's told through you picking people up in the world and like your inner monologue i guess is probably the best way to put it yeah and there's like branching paths that are kind of dictated um by who you pick up and talk to mm-hmm. um so like like the whole interaction is you have your map these are the people who want to ride and there's only like a set number of people they'll keep recurring yeah so it's like okay well i'm gonna do this person again because i want to see i want to learn more about them and stuff like that mm-hmm. and that'll dictate how you're kind of going through the story and whatnot and there's also this kind of this other game mechanic that i i don't feel was used a like super heavily but you have it's called a feel grid yeah which is basically a bracelet that acts like a mood ring uh but I, like but it's real yeah <laughs> um and so like that'll light up in different colors and based on how your interactions with the people are going, that'll change colors. So you can kind of always tell how your character is feeling yeah. in a visual sense. And every now and then you won't be able to make certain choices uh, because of the emotional state your character's in. Yeah, I don't I never felt they went super far with that. Um, and it always just kind of ended up being like, oh, cra- like here, this is the one I want to choose as my option. Oh, I can't because my character's angry. Okay, well, I guess I'm choosing this other one then. I bummer. I found that like, kind of annoying, honestly, and I know it's supposed to be. Um, I guess the like I was thinking it's too real at uh, at getting this emotion down. But have you ever been in a situation where you wanted to say something, but you just couldn't for some reason? Like, and you, yeah, that's what this is. And it's fucking annoying because it's like, I want to, I want her to say this, but the game's not letting me because her emotions are dictating what she's saying and she's mad. So she's not going to say this thing that I know she should say. Instead, she's going to say like, fuck you or whatever. That's not an actual thing, but that's an example. And like, it's frustrating. (laughs) Uh, But I guess that's kind of where it's neat because they really made it so that like her emotions dictate what you can say as the player it's infuriating and that's the only problem i have with this game so far <laughs> everything else has been fine for me yeah i think the writing's good um the ending i didn't think like was super amazing yeah. uh, so i kind of just finished off the game being a little kind of lukewarm on it are there multiple um, endings because i think this might be a short ish game yeah, there must be. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you're given some choices to make at the end mm-hmm. that would imply a pretty big split. I don't know if after the fact they then write it back down, like if the branch g- connects together again through right. whatever choices they want to make. So I, I, I'm having, I'm not sure. Um, but there are definitely like total characters you can miss out and like never meet and stuff that I would assume would have been key to something or other. So I have to assume there's multiple endings. I have to ask you, did you meet the guy talking about the giant worm? The pain worm? Yes, that was great. Fuck that guy. He gave me a three-star review. Fuck him. <laughs> that was unfair because I was totally nice to yep. that weirdo. Yep, fuck him. Um, uh, but then I, every time you get a three-star rating, that scenario like totally sucks. Or the person totally sucks. Like There's some really annoying characters in there. Uh, that one was just a delight. His name's like... I think it's spelled like Agnon. It's like Agnon or something. Yeah. Yeah. If you play Neocab, I I have to recommend 
giving him a ride, even though he he has a low rating as well. Yeah. Which that's kind of your hint of like, you might not want to yeah. take this guy. Because totally. just like with Uber, you have a personal rating that the, the drivers give you. Yeah. So that they can know if you suck or not. So that's kind of a hint of like, you know, you're going to kind of get in it if you if you give this person a ride. But I think he's worth it for the conversation you have. It's annoying, too, because it's like I at that point, you have like three options. And one of them is like, OK, she looks nice. He looks like a classy businessman. Or you have the guy with like basically the fucking pentagram on his forehead. Bald looks like he just like got out of meth house named Agonon or whatever with three stars. I guess I have to go with him, right? Like, <laughs> I have yeah, to see what it, his it, deal is. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the whole thing. Is I was like, I need to see what this is. This seems super weird. Um, it is super. Yeah, weird. no. There's definitely a ton of characters I just did not even see. Yeah. So you could play it again. I don't know how different the things would turn out, but I know in. So I was playing the the iOS version. There's a bunch of achievements for like getting to certain places or doing specific actions. Okay. So I think it is a, a pretty good game. For for with some replayability yeah um i, I mean i'm, I'm not going to do that but that's just that's just me i don't really replay games sure um but like there's an achievement for like getting in the club i was never able to get into the club mm. so i don't know how what narrative branch i needed to go down to get to that stuff like that yeah yeah uh that's all i've been playing though so all right continuing on i'll give a quick update on my pc because okay. i know everyone's curious how the power supply thing went i am yeah uh the the power supply fit in this case. Good. I was shocked. Cool. I brought it to a person because I was like, I need help. I, there's no way this is going to fit. Is it? Can it I remember, ta- remember I was talking to you like, is it okay if it just sticks out? Uh, Everyone was like, no, it's not really okay if it just sticks out. It is. It's fine. And I, was, and I was like, okay, well. But I brought it up to, and I brought it to the person. And they're like, oh, yeah, this will fit. And I was like, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, this is a to- totally normal power supply. This will fit. So thank you, Paul. It's in there. It fits. Nice. Um, I can't tell if if it's because I haven't played enough like enough games on the PC since I got the power supply, but the graphics card no longer goes crazy loud. <laughs> Is that a possibility? <laughs> Could the power supply be doing that? Making it's your card no lo- not go loud? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what you mean by go loud, I guess. Like Well before, like it would it would like the fan would pick up and I would, it would get like a like the like and it would be going really hard. Now it doesn't. The fan doesn't go at all. No, it goes. It's just not making like a. it's just not really loud. Oh, I it mean, could maybe be it wasn't drawing the, enough power and then it had it kept overheating because of that. That's what I was thinking. Well, it's never it, overheated. The fan wasn't going full bore or something with less power, maybe also. Like, the simplest answer I have is that when they took the power supply out, maybe they just gave it a quick dusting. Also could be that. See, I don't think it's that's the case, because when, when, the, when the new graphics card got put in there, it was clean. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And this was happening since the start. I don't know. Maybe, again, maybe I wasn't playing enough to get it to that point, or I didn't get to that point, but I figured, like, as soon as I would load up Control, it would have yeah, kicked I was gonna in again say, like it used to do. Would, like, you play Control on PC, so... That would be pretty intensive. Yeah, and it's quieter. The, my box is quieter now. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, so I don't know. But I'm glad the power supply's in there. Yay. Oh, that's a good point. Altern- alternative, uh, alternatively, the fan maybe was vibrating something in the case before. 
Like maybe even something with that old power supply. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, okay, yeah, maybe. It it didn't really sound like a vibrating, mm. but I don't know, maybe. I am, however, if you remember the reason why I wanted to get this power supply is because my PC, when you turn it on, it turns off immediately and you have to turn it on again. That's still happening. What the hell? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll think a little bit more about it. One problem at yeah, a gotta, time. We got to brainstorm. <laughs> we got to get the brain trust. Yeah. Um. All right. I play. I can't talk a ton about Killer Queen Black, mainly because I have not played the online, which is like the thing with this. Yeah. But I have been playing Killer Queen Black. It comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, the embargo was this morning. Uh, Killer Queen Black is it's Killer Queen. Good. And I think it's even has some updates from the P, from the arcade version. Um. When was the last time you guys played Killer Queen? Never. Ever. Two to three years ago. Okay. So I've been playing it like, I don't know, at like maybe once a month for the last few months. Bloody um, fucking duh. Arcades around uh-huh. here. Yep. There definitely are updates from and the arcade version. That's the question you're asking. So what was that? They They have confirmed that there are differences from the arcade version. Okay, cool, because I wasn't sure if I was remembering or not. Um, in the arcade one, I remember when you were a worker be- character, yep. you can upgrade yourself into, like, a fighter, right? Yeah, there's a couple different uh, fighter classes these, like, now. There's several different fighter classes, and also the fighter, the, the sh- like, devices that upgrade you can have to be a certain color for you to use them, which is, like, territory control that your queen grabs hold of. And that part I did not remember being a thing. So that's a thing now as well. Yeah. There's three colors for those. There's yellow, blue, and gray. And the, the teams are yellow and blue. So if you're if it's gray or your color, you can use it to upgrade. If it's not, you can't. So the queen's not only attacking people, defending areas, they can also grab kind of a territory control thing so that more of their units will get upgraded and less of the opponent's units will get upgraded. So there's that aspect to it as well. I've only played a few rounds of the offline uh, because nobody's had that game yet. So I'm looking forward to playing the online this week. Uh, I feel like it's worth mentioning how you can play multiplayer because it's really confusing. Okay. Um, so this is a 4v4 game, which is the same as... 5v5 the was the arcade. The, uh, yeah. 5v5, okay, so 5v5 is the arcade. This only goes up to 8, 4v4. Okay. I'm just going to read what's in these like re- like review info things I got because yeah. again they're it's kind of convoluted. Let's work through it together. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Invite friends and family to prove who has the superior queen skills in local online multiplayer or queue up solo for 4v4 matches in both ranked and quick play modes. Yep. For the ultimate home experience, connect two Nintendo Switches via local wireless mode for 8 player matches all on one screen. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to be buying this on PC, so I don't know. Okay, no, no, let me continue. Uh-huh. Um, in this next email. <laughs> okay. PC, you will need two Steam keys to play with two teams of four on separate computer setups. Oh, fuck. You can only play four at your PC versus four at somebody else's PC? It's not just four people? Yeah. Oh, I'm not getting this, then. So, So it sounds like you can't do eight people at one console or pc which makes sense that's a lot of people no i mean why can't eight of us go into a lobby to play from our separate computers oh i think i I think you can do that 
I would you, think. I don't know. Right? This, so that, that this is all the info I have. Online has to be that because that'd be insane. Right. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Invite friends and family to prove who has the superior queen skills in local online multiplayer or queue up solo for 4v4 matches in both ranked and quick play modes. Yeah, that sounds now, like based on again, I, I didn't I wasn't able to try out the online because nobody had the game yet and I wasn't able to play during their like right pre set up multiplayer uh, events. Um, the main menu screen of, of Killer Queen Black, it does allow you to like add in another player, like, you know, hit L and R for player two to join and then you should be able to hit quick play. So theoretically, I could have like me and three buddies load into my game my one switch and then all four of us as a team go online i think that could i think happen. that's the idea okay so i'm looking at their steam page right now so online play has three modes unranked hop in solo or with your friends or play against other teams okay hop in solo or with your friends, friends local or not it doesn't say it is no that's so that's the question like yeah that's what we're trying to figure out yeah so i don't think uh wait ranked mode Hop in solo or and get matched. Okay, so that's solo only. Or join in with three friends. Yeah, it doesn't say specifically, but here's the thing. They're crazy if they expect me to have four people here on my PC there's to no play. Way. There's against no way. There's no way. Well, again, also, and if you want eight, like, to have two of them, like, that's also going to be a big ask. Like, if that was the only way they could get it working, they might as well not have made this on PC. There's no way. <laughs> that's fucking insane but i mean theoretically if you can queue up solo is shouldn't that mean you could like okay doesn't that technically mean you could if if all the luck in the world went together you and all seven of your other absolutely friends yep queued up randomly in the same one totally so you would think there'd be a way they could just join those people that's what i'm saying that if if they don't this is the dumbest more, more testing needs to be happening i plan to do that this week do how much is say, it? Because uh, there's not a price on the page here for Steam. I believe it's twenty bucks. Twenty, at least I believe the Switch version is twenty bucks, which is twenty. Okay. Uh, uh, again, it comes out tomorrow. Yep. So we'll have our info very shortly. Yep. Um, but it's Killer Queen. It takes a. It has a weirdly long amount of load time to get into the game, <laughs> at least on the Switch. Oh, okay. But once you're in, it's it's fine. Um, the game looks great. Great music. Which I now that I think about it, I don't know if I ever heard the music because I was always in a loud barcade where pe- people were screaming snail victory or <laughs> get the queen or whatever else yeah. was going on in my ear. Um, so the music's real good. It's just like, you know, this heavy metal guitar solos going on all the time. There is it is uh, cross platform as well, which is good. So oh, is a cross like platform which can play against the PC players apparently it says team up and chat live with your friends on nintendo switch or xbox and that's on the pc page killer queen oh, right. black I, allows cross-platform play on all systems it's available on nice right i don't think the xbox version is coming out this soon mm. i please because i'm in my releases and stuff they're just talking about do you want to switch or pc stuff yeah gotcha brings the arcade hit home to nintendo switch and pc via discord and steam october 11th all right this is a discord game yeah I guess uh-huh. or it's being sold through discord or whatever. Um, yeah, the, the Xbox version is becoming later, which again, that will be a game pass game, I believe. Okay. Uh, which is very cool. 
So keep that in mind mm, as well. I might actually just wait uh, for that version. I don't know. I'll probably get this pretty. I want to play this so fucking bad. It's. Stupid. I'm getting the Switch version, like whenever the physical shows up. Mm. Um, but yes, I will talk about it more in depth next week for sure. Um, but I just want to say it seems like it's everything's going well. Uh, who knows how the online stuff works? Yeah. All right, let's do some news. Let's start with the big one. PlayStation 5. We got a whole bunch of info this last week. Yeah. Uh, specifically, they confirmed the name will be the PlayStation 5. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, I guess the other... So they talked about there's going to be an SSD. It's going to be real fast. Some of the key high points just off the top of my head. You will be able to install pieces of a game how you want. Like if you want just to install the single player or just the multiplayer, you can do that. Cool. Something like Call of Duty has been doing for a little bit or or had done. Um, I guess also they will install the games in a more efficient way as opposed to like I know often on like the PlayStation, if you're downloading a game, it downloads a lot more than is needed. And then it like compiles it and compresses it to what the actual size of the game is that's no longer going to be a thing they'll just download it as like the at a much smaller amount nice um the other big highlight was the new controller which they haven't given a name for yet it's probably going to be dualshock 5 yeah right probably i would imagine um but this controller let's see it'll have the big one was it'll have haptic feedback for instead of just rumble yep which they explain will you'll which ha, like that's what phones have or at least I know iPhones have it yep. um, where it's like a more like I don't know sensitive rumble it, it, you'll get you'll be able to feel kind of different things if you're like wading through the mud or driving it'll be a different rumble it, it'll be more precise and accurate kind of because right now it's just like there's a big motor and a small motor that spins when they need rumble basically. So you get the big one, you get the small one. So this will be like a, a much wider range. Um, they also have something they're calling adaptive triggers, which just seems like the most interesting of them. There will yeah. be actual resistance on the triggers based on what you're doing in game. And the example they gave is like uh, ra- driving a driving game will feel different to hold the acceleration button down than it does to pull a, a bow string back like in a bow and arrow. That seems really cool to me. Mm hmm. That is cool, yeah. I wonder how uh, how precise they can get that. Like, I wonder if there can be, well, probably not Call of Duty because they're more arcadey. Uh, like a shooting game where every gun trigger feels a little bit different, different play. Like, or if it's just basic, like driving feels different than bow, duh, sort of thing. I mean, I'm going to assume they would set it up. I'm also wondering, though, is from like a competition standpoint, would they just prefer to like, no, we want all the guns to shoot the same so that everyone's on the same playing field, blah, blah, blah. I don't I mean, I don't think Call of Duty would do it. I think like maybe like Cabela's or something would something that focuses more on the shooting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is like if if one version of the game had this and let's say cross play became a bigger thing, yeah. then would they be at a disadvantage against like Xbox players where that's who not just there. need to press the button as opposed to like, right. Use a little bit of finger strength to press the button. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a, there's a half second there or something. It's a weird, uh, weird problem to talk about. It's so niche, but yeah, I'm just curious. 
it's cool though yeah, like it's it something is. new i'm i'm excited the controller i don't know if i said it, it had USB-C, uh which good yep glad to hear that uh do you guys remember any other of the news from that, that was more than i remembered even happening so yeah, I think that was uh, dev kits are already out now for with for the controllers. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, nothing else is jumping out at me. This was all from a Wired story. They went PlayStation went to Wired and gave them the hot sclusi. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we have a bunch of Discord stuff that I don't quite know. So Simpsons a producer hit and from run. the Simpsons hit and run says the <laughs> game is due for a remaster. Mm-hmm. I thought this that is barely game, news, but I thought sure, that game was that great. That's a good game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm in. Okay. And I have no idea what this next one is. So Wendy's made a tabletop RPG rule set because oh, why yeah, not, yeah. I suppose as a, res- as a response to KFC's game. <sighs> yeah. So the feast of legends, feast of legends rise, rise from, from the, the deep, deep freeze. freeze. Yeah, you can go download the PDF right now. It's free. Get your uh, this people together and of, fight of, against frozen Wendy? beef. Yeah. This character design for Wendy looks awesome. Yeah. Yep, it's really good. And uh, yeah, you have different orders that you can join in your character. Like order of the spicy chicken sandwich or order of the Dave's double. Or maybe you want to be Order of the Baconator Fries. I kind of hate this, like, honestly, but at the same time... Are you going to download it and play it at, like, D&D? I'm considering it. (laughs) You should totally do that. It's so stupid. So here's some armor you could get. A a fresh-baked bun. It's 12 gold. It's light armor, and it's plus one to defense. Or maybe you want bacon armor. Heavy, which is heavy classed armor for plus three defense. Or big E armor, heavy armor, plus three to defense and resistance to ice attacks. But then, of course, you're going to need a weapon. So why not a spork standard two handed weapon and you can throw it 30 feet? This is so stupid. This is <laughs> it kind of makes me mad a little bit. But at the same time, I, I want to definitely pl- download this PDF and run a campaign. <sighs> probably do that on the website you can roll a die they'll have just a like a die roller if you want i just rolled a d20 and got a five yeah it's a random number generator there's nothing special about that one (laughs) which is kind of too bad honestly there's an actual did you say the world's name is beef's keep yeah the nation of fresh tovia this is a There's an actual adventure here. Part one, the Queen's Quest. Oh, fuck. Am I... (laughs) Beef's Keep is a wide open world waiting for you to explore it. Yeah. Make the world your own. Expand your adventure. And most importantly, buy Wendy's. Wait, (laughs) you meant to say have fun. Also buy Wendy's. Part two, Trouble at Frosty Canyon. (laughs) God damn it. Is my group really going to run this? The I bottom think bun mountains. This. What? <laughs> this is long. This PDF is beefy. Not to use a pun there necessarily. Yeah. 
Dude, you got to do it, man. You got to you got to run a campaign. It's 91 pages. <laughs> I'm telling you, print that off at you but use your school's printer so it's not your paper. Uh-huh. And then and then run that campaign. I'll consider maybe this weekend we'll see. I don't think we have something to do for this weekend, maybe Saturday. There you go. Uh moving it. on to some more Stadia news. Some really weird Stadia news. This definitely made me like pause and really consider this pre-order I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um Google Stadia have answered one of their lead engineers has answered the question about why it'll be better than or why it'll be good. And the answer is simply to break physics and not have latency, stupid. Like, well, you can't have latency problems if you have negative latency, right? So what this means is they have adapted a system to kind of predict what action the player is going to take and get the inputs for that ready so that when you do it, it's already basically happened in game. Yeah, I'll read the little paragraph here. Um, the VP of engineering's name is Maj Bakar. That's that's my guess on the on the pronunciation. Okay. Specifically, Bakar notes Google's negative latency will act as a workaround for any potential lag between player and server. This term describes a buffer of predicted latency inherent to a Stadia player's setup or connection in which the Stadia system will run lag mitigation. This can include increasing frames per second rapidly to reduce latency between player input and display, or even predicting user inputs. So if there was one company in the world... Stadia might start predicting what action button or movement you're likely to do next and render it ready for you, which sounds rather frightening. If there was one company in the world that could predict what button you're going to push before you even know, it's probably Google. This makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it does sound dumb to have negative latency yep. is, is a silly term. Yep. But I think all it's really doing is it's calculating, like, what is every possible action the character could could make where they currently at? Like, what's the next frame? Whether it's, like, yeah. walk forward, step back, stuff like that. Like, it's, it's getting ready. It's obviously predi- doing a prediction of, like, what do most people do in this scenario? So it can eliminate some of the odds. Yeah. So it's just trying to get things rendered ahead of time. So that yep. ideally it'll run better for you. Yep. I mean, this sounds like a like a probably for the best as long as it doesn't like slow things down. But like, that's on their end to figure out, right? I guess it's going to take up to two years. They also mentioned for this stuff to like catch up. Yep. That was kind of the big thing for me is as I was really thinking about it, and I was like, man, if this thing is still like two years away from being on par with what i currently own why am i jumping in now yeah but then i'm also dumb and i like jumping in like on day one sure so i don't know yep it's interesting though it yeah it's possibly revolutionary so yep um steam is adding a really cool feature called remote play together yep um which essentially will simulate so it's basically if you're playing a game that only has local co-op or local multiplayer it'll allow that to be played online so it's like simulating the the player is local 
through their like you know button inputs online yeah uh, so it's parsec which sounds great i can't tell you how many times I, we've even said on this show like we just said it with killer queen i'm never gonna have four people here yep and if the game doesn't support only supports local this will be an avenue for developers to lean on so that they don't have to like code <clears throat> online multiplayer basically i hope this works well because this has been done by at least five other companies I can think of, but at least Steam has the kind of like they have the storefront and kind of the back end already for these games built in, so maybe they're able to make it work a little more seamlessly. Yeah, Parsec does Parsec does a fine job, but yeah, like it, I'm interested. It's nice to see one built into Steam, basically. For sure. Yep. What's the one we used? Paul? Evolve. That was way before Parsec. Wait, Evolve? No, wait, that wasn't what it was. Yeah, it was. For Risk of Rain? Yes, it was. No, we used Hamachi for Risk of Rain specifically. That thing sucked. Yep, it did. And I still think it's somehow on my computer, despite (laughs) despite me uninstalling it like every month. (laughs) Yep. All right, well, I'm looking forward to that working. That's totally awesome. Yep. Uh, and last oh no we still got a bunch of news i don't know what this next one is so you know the dude who made or produced castlevania the netflix series well ubisoft partnered with that dude to make far cry 3 blood dragon series called captain Laserhawk: a blood dragon vibe yes yep (laughs) so that's gonna be interesting this makes me think it's gonna probably have a lot to do with the kids and i did not like Trials of a Blood Dragon, or of the Blood Dragon. Mm. Or those kids, for that matter. You're right, it does look like it probably has to do with them. Because they already have an established, like, family of goofy Blood Dragon-related people, right? Well, it looks Mm -hmm. like they're all kind of on the poster for it. Yeah. I actually don't know who these people on the poster are, because those kids were, like... Teens. Oh well, then maybe not. Then well, like I, that definitely so looks like these... Laserhawk there with the gun driving the car. Who's the one with the mustache? Who knows? And then this lady with her like five light splinter cell goggles. This poster looks cooler than me thinking about those kids. Yep, it's a good poster. Cool. Uh, I do know these next stories though. The sequel to Crossy Road has been announced, and I mainly put this in here because it is coming to Apple Arcade soon, which is the first game we've heard about coming to Apple Arcade outside of that launch, because we haven't really heard anything going forward. Well, here's the next game. It is called Crossy Road Castle, and it is a multiplayer, weird, platformy kind of competitive game, um, up to four players. Uh, it kind of even looks like it actually reminded me of a Super Mario Maker just because of like the on off switches for these walls. But it makes me think of competitive Mario. Mm. It's cute looking. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it'll be any good, but I liked Crossy Road and I like Apple Arcade. So. So we'll it see, has to be good, right? <laughs> yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. Not uh, for some no, bad news. No word on when, just coming later this year. 
Moving on. Oh, yeah. Some bad news. Doom Eternal, which was supposed to come out next month, has been delayed until March. Uh, specifically, isn't it the same day as Animal Crossing? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. That's going to be a hard choice. I mean, I th- I think I'm going to play Animal Crossing. That is not at all a hard choice for me. Hmm? Animal Crossing? Yep. You know it. Okay. Um. Yep, anyways, and uh, Doom 64 is going to be a pre-order bonus. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, last bit of news is Red Dead Redemption 2 was finally announced for PC. Uh. At first, it'll be on the Epic Store and Rockstar's launcher. <laughs> yep. Um, and then in December, it'll be coming to Steam. Right. I think also if you do the Rockstar launcher version of it, you get a bunch of like in-game items. I'm sure, yeah. There's incentive. Probably for like Red Dead Online. Yeah, I would assume uh, so. But this is coming November 5th. Paul, are you excited? No. Okay. All right. So then that for the Epic Store this week, you can download oh, right. Surviving Mars. And if you have Game Pass on PC, you got Formula One to 2018 PC Grand Prix edition. If that's your jam, I suppose. And uh, Stellaris. Let's do some questions. Yeah. If you want to send in questions, it is top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on twitter the discord channel or john's p.o box this first one comes from kevin who says what are some tips on things to do when getting a new computer not so much about building or deciding on what to buy since i think i've got that covered but more so stuff like programs you think are useful to have installed settings that i should change general maintenance tips thanks uh you should turn notifications on windows 10 off because fuck (laughs) that thing will drive you crazy it notifies you for literally everything. The graphics card makes a big, loud noise. Get a bigger power supply. Power supply. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, so, okay. I guess, like, for me, uh, Adobe Photoshop is instant. Audacity is instant. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is, like, just an instant download. Photoshop, you said Photoshop? Yeah. It's not free, though, at least. So keep that in mind. That's another charge. And at this point, it's a subscription. It's isn't a subscription. It? Yep. Yeah. Um, I use voice Audacity's meter. Audacity's free, though. Yeah. The so voice meter is my main sound driver for like everything. So that's like literally the first thing <clears throat> I usually need to get. Um, I OBS? OBS, I get right away. I have five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have 10 launchers for games. <laughs> That I get right away because <laughs> I have games on all Which, of them. That's also the first thing you say when you when you meet someone new. How many launchers you got? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think those are like the mu- oh Google Chrome like right away for me, especially because I can yeah, import Chrome. like everything in like it just knows all my stuff. So as soon as I have Google Chrome, it's just like I never got rid of it. I have all my bookmarks. I have all my settings. Everything's good to go. So. Uh, I, you know, you got to download like, yeah, you said the game launchers, like I only have Epic and, uh, Steam, but Epic gives you all those free ones. I have the Twitch app only because I get, that's the only way to get like the Twitch prime games on the computer. 
Um, you know, you got to install your games, obviously. Here's here, here's an offbeat one. I like Night Shift on my computers, which is the mode where the screen turns kind of yellowy. Yeah, I uh, put that to on. Cut too. out blue light yeah. in the night. Um, I have that on my phone. Yep. I have it on my computer, and I just like it because theoretically it's supposed to make like getting to sleep easier so like why not yeah unless i'm like editing photos or something i i, I can look at a yellowy screen yep i do that too actually that's built into windows what about you john any computer setup tips not really um i mean he already said download a better browser than uh edge and i'm the same way except i usually get firefox and chrome and switch between them whenever i need them but uh, yeah, I actually I have both as well. Yeah, yeah. Download something for playing music and watching videos. That's better than the defaults, and you're probably pretty much good at that point. Yep. Oh, that's true. VLC. Yeah, VLC. Like, I need to have VLC. Yeah. Yep. Me too. What else is on my computer? In- install a printer. <laughs> you need a printer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's sure. kind of important too. <clears throat> All right. VGC Kenny writes in and says Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled uh, put out its newest Grand Prix and with it an update. One of the things about this update is that now you can customize a character's cart type. Normally a character is set to a certain cart type out of four. Balanced, all stats equal, acceleration, speed, or turn. Now you can set any character to uh, any cart type along with a new type called Drift which is high speed but turning is easier. I do it because I play best as acceleration characters. But is this a fair thing to do? If so, when does it become unfair? If I want to play Zangief as Shotokan instead of Grappler, do I have that right? <laughs> it's built into the game. So, yes. It becomes unfair when you literally hack something to no longer be part of the game. <laughs> it becomes unfair when no one else can do the same thing you have done. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they're not hacking. I mean, so... I'm assuming in this scenario, they're they're making one character or or car or whatever try and function in a different way that they want. Wouldn't shouldn't there usually be an option that will get you further the way you want because they're starting off closer to how you wanted? You know what I mean? The thing is, is if they didn't want you to be able to use acceleration with this drift or whatever, they would just gray it out or something. The fact that you can do it means it's fine. Yeah, and I'm just wondering, but like, wouldn't there just be an easier option instead of making this one car into something that it, it's like, you know, you're shoehorning it into this one category? Couldn't you just start with a car in that category and make a really good version of that? I guess so. Also, what he's talking about is li- there's a term for this, and there's a type of gamer that does this. It's literally called min-maxing. Yeah. This is the whole point of, like, there's people that won't play games that you can't min-max in, where you make just the best version of something so this is not only fair this is a thing that people like swear by doing in every fucking game so you're fine (laughs) john do you want to read this next one from mage Mm -hmm. mage writes in and says after listening to john on monday i began to think about this what are some game series where the mascot character is not the most popular character, i.e. Tracer is the mascot of Overwatch, but not the most popular character? Uh, King of Fighters is a good one because Keo is not yeah. that popular versus like Terry 
and pretty much all the art of our fatal fury characters He's the most popular overwatch character probably eva diva yeah Oh, yeah. I think this is actually oh, what the discussion right. okay. was. Like people were asking who would yeah. be an Overwatch character to put in Smash. I'm like, it, Tracer would make sense, but she's also not the most popular character. So, okay. Uh, what are some other game series where the mascot character is not the most popular character? Mario, I would argue. Yeah, I, usually people like yep. Luigi more, <laughs> or like Wario, Waluigi, etc. They all like all the side characters get more love lately. That is definitely a lately thing, because growing up, it was definitely Mario you went with, because it was kind yeah. of the default. But yeah, you know, you're right, Mario. Oh, right, we were, it was a discussion like, Sonic, about the Pornhub thing, and then it turned into, uh, <laughs> turned into oh. Smash discussion. Because uh, I don't know who brought it up, but like someone was like, how did you get away with talking about Pornhub characters? I'm like, we didn't show anything. Like They seemed confused by this. <laughs> oh my god would you call cloud the most popular oh there's a good question from Cataroni. would you call cloud the most popular final fantasy 7 character that's a tough oh, one because a lot of people would say yes and then there's sephiroth and tifa and Aerith. <clears throat> i still think cloud's the most popular i think cloud might stand out on that one but sephiroth might be able to edge him out Oh, really? I was going to... Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't think Aerith is up there. Like, I think that's definitely the number four of those. Mm. Hmm. Can't think of anything else. I'm trying to think of some other series that have multiple characters. Mortal Kombat is not a good answer because Scorpion is the most popular. Yeah. Yep. The ninjas in general generally just are too good. Right. Not much else series-wise is hopping out, yeah. Yeah. Next question from Final Insanity, uh, which is, I I think this is another follow-up question because we've kind of answered this a few times. Take two games, a game that starts and stays fantastic with a terrible ending, and a game with a terrible start that becomes fantastic once you get past the beginning sections. Let's say for this situation, both games' terrible parts are equal in length. One, which game do you think you're more likely to finish? Game that stays fantastic with a terrible end game. Game that stays fantastic with a terrible beginning. If the beginning is short, if the bad issue is short enough, I'll get through it and I'll keep enjoying it. Interesting, because I mm. feel like that might turn me off and that I just won't get I, to the good I get part that. Right. I, I understand that stance, but like if it's short enough in length, the, the, the funny thing was I couldn't think of an example of a game that starts good and ends bad, but I immediately had a response for a game that starts bad and gets good, and that was Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Because I remember hating the beginning okay. of that and then getting real invested after I got past the wall. Man, that horse right. scene, though, it's, where you're just whipping things <laughs> on the horse. Oh. The investment part makes me say the the good, then bad, because like, if I'm mostly done a game, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm finishing this game. Yeah, but like, any time you're at that point, done. you're like, oh, I'm only doing this because I literally had the investment in. Where like a game, yeah, is- but it's still like it's gonna happen. There's no way it's not gonna get finished. I put like you know eight hours or whatever. Like- but like if it's if it's a case like I, everyone tells me it's good, it's just really sh- I just have to get past the bad start. And then it's I that one's kind of what I lean towards. 
Sure. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, okay. Second question. If you were to recommend one of these hypothetical games, which would have already answered mine? For me, it's the opposite. I would rather recommend. I would rather say to somebody, you get past the first hour. Great. Fucking amazing. I would rather like do that than recommend something that leaves you with a sour taste at the end. Yep. Agreed. See, I'm, I'm in the impression of if, if it has the bad ending. I don't, I'm not even going to tell them about that. Right. Because I know if they put in, if they get 90% through this right. game, they're going to finish it. Who's, no one's going to stop. Right. <laughs> they're going to get it done. <laughs> okay. Uh, Boko says, what's some of your favorite places to eat? Now, if you had to remove one of those places permanently, which would you choose? What's some of your favorite places to eat? <laughs> Steakhouses, pizza joints. I think you have to pick like a specific. Well, if you pick a chain, that counts as like all of the chain, all right? right? Like I guess the keg, mellow mushroom. Places is favorite. There's place. a sandwich place in town called Mezzo. That's my favorite place to eat. There's no way I could get rid of that though. I could probably get rid of a, like a pizza place I really yeah, like pretty easily because I, I already know it's like bad for me and yeah, I shouldn't be eating yeah. it, and I'm just doing that because I'm weak. And it's so tasty and cheesy. Mm-hmm. So that, that would probably be an easy, like, all right, get, get rid of the of sliver or whatever. The pizza place yeah. I like is run by a nice family, but I would still get rid of oh, them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Big pizza. Taking takes, over. Getting out yep. of the little guy. All right, John, you got this big one from Lucas. Yeah, and this one seems like one that uh, I'm pretty versed in. Do you find yourself want or waiting to buy some digital-only games on the chance there is a physical version of it released later through Limited Run Games or a similar distributor? If so, how long do you wait until you pull the trigger on the digital version? I prefer physical and can't afford to buy a game digitally in addition to physically, usually at a higher price point. If a game that is thought to be digital-only has a physical version announced at the same time, like River City Girls, I can wait to play the physical version. Sometimes announcements of a physical are slightly after the digital's release, such as Blazing Chrome. I do find most of the time, however, the digital is out for six plus months before a physical is announced, if ever, such as Tetris 99, Celeste, Bastion, Enter the Gungeon, etc. I want to support devs and pick up their games, but how long should I wait to pick up a digital copy of a game by waiting for a potential physical copy if I'm trying to avoid double dipping? I know for smaller devs, without massive digital sales, a physical would never be made. Yeah, this is a tough one. I have a big love-hate relationship with Limited Run Games. I like mm -hmm. that they are putting out physical copies of games that wouldn't get them otherwise, but I hate how hard some of them are to get at times. Right, and I feel feel that a lot of the times it's it's just collectors buying those as opposed to, like, people that don't have access to the digital one where they kind of need a physical... And I'm not really saying like one customer is is more valuable than the other, but it's like if you already own it digitally, like let the person who can't buy it get the game. Mm. Yeah, I I think that that last sentence is the most important here for smaller devs without massive digital sales. Physical would never be made. This makes me think of like the comic book industry, because I know a lot of people like to wait for like the trade paperbacks to come out where it'll collect like the last five issues or the last arc in one in one book. Yeah. But a lot of the times the publisher is looking at the sales of the singles 
to have the series continue. So if you wait for too long, that series is just going to get canceled and ended. Yeah. And you'll, you'll get your trade paperback, but then that'll be the end of it. There will not be an issue six, seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I prefer physical, but like in the case that you listed here, river city girls, I didn't want to wait two months plus for the game. I wanted to actually play it right away. So I just bought the digital and I won't bother getting the physical unless it's on sale. All right. Okay. So, all right, here's the breakdown. So John, you will wait. There is a, a length of time you'll wait for that. physical. It's though? gotta be short. It's gotta be a month or less. Month or less. Paul, how do you, how do you do it? Uh, my answer you, is boring. If I, if I want something, I'll buy it. If I'm at a mall, I'll buy a physical edition. If I'm at home, I'll click a button. I don't give a shit. Okay. Yeah, and I'm more so on the physical, or sorry, uh, the digital side at this point. Okay. Just because I can get it faster. I don't need to wait for shipping. I don't need to, like, accidentally risk Amazon saying, ah, we're actually going to delay it one more day. I'd rather just have it, like, the morning of that day. Right. It's just a lot more convenient. Sure. Yeah, that's that's fair. Like, uh, like Indivisible uh, came out this week, and apparently the Switch version and the physical version as a result got, like, super delayed. So it's like, hmm... Do I just grab the other systems or do I just wait? Because mm-hmm. I already had a pre-order down on the Switch one. Mm, right. See me, I would, I would. Well, yeah. If I really wanted that Switch one, I would just get the digital version. Yeah. Or did that one get delayed? That also as well? got delayed. The Switch version period got delayed. Okay. I see. Yeah. Then that would turn come down to like, is there a reason I really wanted on the Switch? Like, is the handheld a, a, a factor yeah. in my enjoyment? Yeah. If it's if it's not that big a deal, I would have just switched to a different platform. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Have you guys ever double dipped on purpose? Uh, oh, for sure. What, what's your like reasoning for doing that? I like the series. I've bought multiple copies of every Resident Evil. Uh, just yeah, last Resident year, Evil's Monster Hunter too. World. I've double dipped once, and it was Life is Strange, and that was literally because... I just found a physical copy cheap and I was like, I would like to have this on my shelf. Like I like people being able to kind of see my game library, my shelf to see like, Oh, what, what games is he in? And because it's me, there's so much games in there. It doesn't paint a very good picture besides he likes video games. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just like, I just wanted a physical copy of a game that I really love. Sure. Yep. And I do that with books as well. Uh, and I guess movies like I'll either have watched them digitally or, or bought them digitally. But like I have definitely bought some books that I've never cracked open because I just wanted to have them on my shelf because I enjoyed when I read them digitally. And I just kind of want them as part of like my library. It's weird. I can't get into digital movies. I've never bought a movie digitally. I just can't do it. <laughs> I don't know why. I've never bought a specific like just digital. It's been a lot of buy the physical get the digital i've definitely rented a ton of digital um but it even comes more so of like i guess this kind of goes back to the girl with the dragon tattoo i saw that in theaters i had no plan on seeing it again but i i I appreciated the movie i enjoyed that movie i want a physical copy of it on my shelf sure yeah i can understand that for sure so what kind of like it what kind of advice do you think you would give to this person Find the length of time you're okay like with if, waiting uh, and then yeah, judge accordingly. I, I feel like if if their key is they want to support the devs, which they mention, I think you, you just you buy it when you can. Yeah. And you try not mm-hmm. to wait. 
Yeah. Um, if it's a game, and then maybe it, like wait for that. Well, it's hard. I was gonna say wait for a sale on the physical, but they're mentioning limited run games yeah. where they will not. They, there will no not sales. be a sale. You have to act. Basically, like if it's a game you know is popular enough that it will guarantee get a physical release, and you don't need to worry about it. Wait. Yeah. But that those are few and far between, honestly. Although it feels right. like now if, that there's I like three or four companies you, doing physical releases now, like limited run games, and I'm I feel like at this point, almost every like indie hit's gonna get a physical at this point. Yeah, well I, so the hard the hard thing is to tell if if you know it's gonna be that popular, then they're probably gonna announce the physical as soon as they can, right? Yeah. If not when the digital is coming out. So this is gonna be scenarios where it's a smaller thing they really like, but it's maybe a brand new thing. It's not like uh, what was the one that came six months later, like Celeste Bastion. We would never have known those were going to be as good as they ended up being. Right. Yeah. And they can only do these runs because they had so much support after the fact. It's hard. Yeah. Just got to do you, man. This, this last question comes from Wedding Con. He says, happy 200th episode. At least that's what iTunes says. <laughs> Which, first off, yeah, <laughs> we have almost 500 episodes. And second off, <clears throat> our weird Podbean account only lets 300 episodes go to iTunes, so I do not understand where this 200 number is coming from. Anyway, uh, not re- not re- uh, if you were to participate in a Survivor kind of reality show, what would you put in your audition tape? Me surviving. <laughs> See, I thought, John, yours would have been the easiest, because, like, game streamer is an interesting... Like profession, I mean, yeah, I they think they've actually had streamers on there before, on on act on they Survivor. The tester, <laughs> the tester, oh, maybe. <laughs> uh, I I don't watch much Survivor. Yeah. Would you go on Survivor if you had God, the chance? No. Nope. Why not? I don't like that show. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the idea of being stuck somewhere with a bunch of fucking random people. Okay, how about how about Fear Factor? Yes, oh, I would do no. that. You would do Fear I Factor? Would. I know it, the minute John. it's something with heights, I'm out. But I'll try eating anything. I don't care about that shit. See, that's the one I yeah, can't same, do. Same. I don't want to do, do that. I don't want to do the eating one, and I don't want to do the one where like my head's covered in spiders. That one would be or, bad. Like any of that shit. Yeah, you know what? That like head covered in spiders thing is the stuff I think that like you develop PTSD over. Waking up in the middle. Yeah, of the night. Like we're gonna we're gonna put you in a cage full of millipedes while you answer trivia. Yeah, like oh hard God. pass. I, that's the th- that's the thing. Like just getting like the ticket to go on. I would do that. That's a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. That's a story you can tell anyone forever, and you are immediately the most interesting person in the room. And you can walk away. But like, you don't have to do it. Like you can just walk away. And they'll just be like, fear was a factor for you. Like, yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, well. But yeah, the, the eating stuff and then like the weird bugs or whatever stuff would be very difficult for me. Heights, man. What would you put on your audition tape, Paul? Mm, if I had to do an audition tape... <clears throat> I don't know, probably like a video of me like walking off into the distance or something. 
Okay. Would that work? You think that would get you on the I show? I don't know, but I would have the like sad Hulk music at the end of the <laughs> Hulk where he's the hitchhiking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have no idea what I'd put. I feel like if there's nothing like that interesting or like weird about me that I can like put on there. So I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. Yeah. People want to send in questions next week. It is top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. Time for the games of the week. Ukulele and impossible air. Uh, Valfaris. Uh, mine's probably Borderlands three. <laughs> okay. Still playing that. Still, still going through that. All right, that'll do it for this week. Uh, come back next week for another episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Later.